Welcome to The Radiant Life with Tatiana. I am your host and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create the best life possible. I'm a master mindset coach, breathwork facilitator, and a passionate little Latina who loves sharing the magic behind your subconscious mind and energetics. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, learn all about spirituality and manifestation, and to be inspired in making a change to embody your best self, you are in the right place. My goal is for you to see and unlock your limitless potential, to have the tools to break free from the chains holding you back so you can create and live your most radiant life. I am so excited to have you here listening today. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast. Today's episode has been a long time coming. As you can tell by the title, I'm here to share my entire story around being on Adderall and other prescribed medications and my experience, how I feel like it made things worse in my life than better, where I'm at now with it, why I no longer take them, why I don't really advocate for them, and just what shifted in my world, things that opened up my eyes to some malpractice, to some corruption in the pharmaceutical industry, and just going into detail around this side of my story. If you've been following or listening to me for a while, you've heard me share glimpses around me being on prescribed medications for a few years during my darkest years of anxiety and depression, college, hitting my lowest points in corporate America. And I think it's time for me to really share my perspective and my story on this. I want to preface this episode saying I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just here to share with you my story and my experience and hopefully bring some awareness to our society around prescribed medications and some things that may surprise you based on my experience. So I have a pretty bold opinion on this. I'm really passionate about this topic. If you've met with me in person or on client calls, I'm really open about this and I have a really strong stance because of my story and because of my experience and I'm ready to share this with the world to hopefully shed light to a topic that not many are talking about. And so as you've listened to today's episode and my story, all I ask for you is to have just an open mind and open heart. Maybe you agree, maybe you don't, but I hope it allows you to connect deeper to me and my story and maybe it supports you in some way or another. So let's dive into it. As you can tell, I was on Adderall. Adderall is prescribed to those for ADHD and ADD. And so, yes, I have symptoms of ADHD. I don't like to say I'm diagnosed or I have or I am because I don't like labels. I don't want to put myself in a box like I used to because I used to just feel like not normal, that something was wrong with me, and I didn't get to embrace what made me me and some of the gifts that those who have qualities of ADHD have. And so, yes, I can be very hyper and I have squirrel brain, and these are symptoms of ADHD, but we don't do labels here. So let's begin with how I even got on Adderall and my story before I actually got on prescribed medications overall. That started in childhood. I grew up, I was so fucking hyper. Like I was that kid that had so much energy. 
I would constantly be talking. If you don't know, fun fact, I won most talkative as my superlative in high school. I was multi-passionate. I could multitask. I did a lot of projects. I had squirrel brain at the same time, so I didn't always finish the projects. And unfortunately, growing up, I don't think that this was talked about enough. And I was kind of looked down upon and I felt not normal because I struggled a lot sitting down and taking notes in class. I struggled staying focused and listening to the teacher. I would read a paragraph and then ask myself, wait, what did I just read again? I couldn't study. I was a bad test taker, but it really started young for me. I really know my parents really noticed it around five or six and I was behind on reading in my English classes. I blame that on, you know, speaking two languages. If you didn't know, Spanish is my first language. But growing up, it just, I had these, these qualities to me. On every report card, I would have notes that said she needs to learn to settle down and stay focused and stop talking so much or social butterfly. That was like the label they would put on me, which I kind of liked because I was like, yes, I love talking to people and making connections. But at the end of the day, it was like it was an issue, like it was a problem. I was reprimanded for being so extroverted, being so friendly, having so much energy. And I now see this as my gifts, but at a young child, you know, in second, third elementary school grades, like I felt like something was wrong with me. I would have to go to a separate classroom to be taught how to read because I was so behind. And, you know, I do want to put my little two cents here. I, it, it was hard growing up because I did feel like something was wrong. And I also think nothing was wrong. I was just a child being a child, which means I have so much energy to play around. I really don't think kids should be sitting in a classroom for what, six to eight hours a day in like a 30 minute recess, sitting at a desk and learning. I personally believe children are meant to play and learn hands-on learning and moving the energy around. And, you know, it kind of breaks my heart how parents, even now I've had discussions with like, should I put them on medication? Like they're not sitting still in their class. And I'm like, they're seven years old. What else are they supposed to be doing? Like, let's let kids be kids. But luckily for me, I was not put on medication at this age at the young elementary school. Thank God. I don't know what, who made that decision. Cause I, the doctors just did discuss it with my mom, but no medication was given to me at that time. And I'm so grateful because I can't imagine what it would have done for me, for my identity, for my, my brain chemistry. If, if I started at such a young age, knowing what it did to me as a teenager, when I was more mature, more developed and more self-aware. So it started as an, in childhood, I had these symptoms. And so let's fast forward to high school. Like I said, I was a bad test taker. I couldn't study. I struggled staying focused. And I do think a big role that played in my struggle of staying focused was boredom and not feeling passionate or interested in the topics I was learning and not in alignment. I genuinely question the school system. Like, why do we teach and learn certain things? Why? I think our school system is outdated, to be honest. 
not everybody has the same learning style, has the same interests in mind. And yeah, I think it's great for all of us to learn generic things and topics, but I think there comes to a point where we should be learning things that light us up because it, when we are, when there's passion behind it, there's energy and that's where that's where we get to bring our gifts to the world. And in my opinion, I think the schooling system is here to program us to be good corporate workers, honestly. And I don't want to throw shade if you're working in corporate or anything, or if you had a good learning style where you did learn while sitting at a desk and listening good, that's great, but that's not for everybody. And I learned this and I had this perspective when I started studying what I study now, which was what, well, it started when I was studying for personal training and then the subconscious mind and energy and NLP, because I realized I could stay when I say quote unquote focused, you know, to an extent with those topics, I was engaged. I was interested. There was passion. I was willing to study versus, you know, in high school, like, why are we learning the Pythagorean theorem, right? Like, why are we not learning cooking or sewing or, or how to do our taxes, things that, okay, maybe they're not interest of us, but they would support us in the real world. And why are we not like other countries around high school age, you get to choose a path to study more. Is it math or science or is it arts and English? And I just think America's schooling system is here to just raise a generic way of learning and working. And that doesn't fit everyone. Again, my bold stance on that, but I think it's something we need to be talking about as a society. We're all very different. And how can we embrace different learning and gifts that we all have. So yes, high school was horrible. And then it got worse in 10th grade. 10th grade is when I just, I could not stay focused. My grades were severely dropping. I had like a two, 2.4 max GPA, which was low. And I was also in high school. I was a teenage girl. There was hormones. I was distracted by boys and social life. I'm not going to say that didn't play a role, but then there was more Then there was my personal life. That was I think impacting my ability to stay focused. I mean, at that time, my mom was overcoming cancer. My parents got divorced and I wasn't talking like I didn't have anyone to talk through that with. That was definitely taking up space in my mind and my energy. That was more important than my school. So 10th grade, I just could not do school for the life of me. And that's also when fear really, really kicked in of like, what am I going to do when I graduate in two, three years? Because from this point, I just kind of accepted that I wasn't good at school and I wasn't a good test taker and I struggled and I wasn't going to be smart like my peers. But then I was like, oh my God, like school, my, my schooling years are coming to an end. Then what, what am I going to do? And I knew at that point, I didn't want to go to college, but that was really the only choice that anybody was presenting to me. My parents, people like teachers, my student count, the the guidance counselors, they were like, well, what else are you going to do? College is the way, just get a degree and get a good job. And it was really hard because I wasn't being presented any other opportunities like entrepreneurship or trade, like a trade school to learn something. It was like, no, you go and get a degree. And so because of that fear, because of seeing everybody else starting to think of college and over here, my grades are horribly slipping and I couldn't stay focused. I had just could could not stay focused. I went to my mom and I was like, I need help. Like it's bad. And so I went to the doctors. I went through a series of extensive tests, which I know some people that got Adderall medication or they just told their doctor, I can't stay focused. And they got prescribed, which is honestly beyond me. Doctors should not be giving medication that quickly. Like I went through a series of tests. They told me my writing skills were of 
I don't know if it was a fourth or an eighth grader. Either way, it was an insult. I was like, that's embarrassing. And they were like, yes, Tatiana is quote unquote diagnosed with ADHD and ADD. And I was put on Adderall. So here's my beginning of prescription medication. Because the moment I started Adderall, I instantly saw a shift for quote unquote the good, but also quote unquote the bad. Because yes, I was able to be more focused and more motivated. And I I wasn't really like studying. I didn't really have good studying skills, but I was able to bring my grades up and stay focused in class. Cool. Great. And then on the complete opposite side, I was way more irritated, way more annoyed, had way more anger. And at the same time, less social, less caring, less emotions. I was becoming numb. I was becoming a zombie. I felt very disconnected to me, who I was, my thoughts, my interests. And on top of that, no appetite. So I was losing weight because Adderall, if you didn't know, was first as a diet supplement. It suppresses your appetite severely, which is so unhealthy. Luckily, I was old enough to force myself to eat, but children don't have that understanding. And so I began with it in 10th grade and I used it all of high school and into college. And now looking back, looking back and pictures and and series of events in my life, I noticed the moment I started taking Adderall, the true parts of me and joy started slipping away. And I noticed drastic differences between Tatiana during the weekdays who was on Adderall versus Tatiana during the weekends where I would not take my Adderall. And I would go against my doctor's advice of taking, not taking Adderall on the weekends, but like, I just felt so zinged out and numb at the same time and like irritated. And I just didn't want to live that way during my weekends. And then uh, as you can tell my high school years, I, I did go through some trauma. I, my parents got divorced. My mom went through cancer, other things, you know, typical high school stuff. And I hit a point where depression, I, I was diagnosed quote unquote with depression and it started in high school and then it got worse in college. But let's start with the high school part. You know, instead of doctors recommending therapy or teaching me coping skills or helping me understand like, why am I feeling such sad depression or sad emotions? Or like, it was like numbness at the same time. They just put me on medicine and they just put me on antidepressants. And that's where I, I also had this belief, right? Oh, depression runs in my family. So it's just like, I'm just, just like my mom and just like the other people in my family. And it's just a chemical imbalance. There's nothing else I can do other than medicine, right? Like that was my awareness because that was where my education was. And I, I will say my, my doctors failed me. They failed me because they didn't take the time to ask me, why are you feeling this way? What is going on? They you could clearly see I had trauma from childhood, from my teens. I had healing to be done and I didn't know how to process my emotions. And they weren't asking me questions of like, well, sweetie, what are you consuming? What music, what movies, uh, what's your mindset? Like, how are you talking to yourself? What's your self-talk? And they weren't teaching me ways to heal or process my emotions. Instead, they were like, great, here's another pill and take the antidepressant medication. And you know, fun fact here, 
I learned a few years ago, 80% of people who have depression are hypoglycemic. So that's why when I say they didn't even ask me what foods I'm eating, our food, there's science, there's proof that our foods are correlated to our mental health and emotional health, the glucose levels, right? Hypoglycemic, but also uh, seed oils like canola oils, artificial dyes, um, food coloring that is linked. And there's a reason why America is the most unhealthy country. And we're also having the most unhealthy, unhappy, poor mental health. Right. And so I was battling a lot. I was battling going through a lot in my personal life with my parents and also feeling like I'm not good enough and smart enough. And I have to be on Adderall and it was embarrassing. And just feeling unconnected to myself, which created depression. And then on top of that, you know, I went into college and the stress of school was rising. And because of that, Adderall, symptom of Adderall is anxiety. So they put me on anxiety medication. So I, at this point, the worst was in my sophomore year of college. We're fast forwarding here. I went through a breakup, didn't know how to process my emotions. I would just really feel really angry or sad and in extremes, like zero to a hundred. And I wasn't really here to learn how to process that. And so at the time of my sophomore year, going through a breakup, and then I decided to be an engineer because society was like, get a good degree and make good money and you're going to be happy. And if you guys know my corporate story, like this is where it began. And so I, I just felt so lost of who I was and what I wanted in my life. And I was just numb because of all these medicines I was in. And so, yes, I'm here my sophomore year of college at this point on Adderall, on anxiety and antidepressant medication. And no doctor thought to stop and ask why you were in your prime years. You should be happy. You're in your teens and in your twenties. Why are you feeling this way? And on top of those three medications, I was also on birth control, which fucked up my hormones because birth, birth control, I don't think is the safest thing to take. I think we're uneducated on it. I think doctors are just giving it out because it makes your body think you're pregnant, right? And like, we're, we're not pregnant for all these years. So over time with all of these medications, I became a new person. I was someone who didn't fully have joy or that sparkle or that glow in me. Like I do now, like people tell me and like I did as a kid, I was a very fun charismatic dance. I was the kid version of who I am today. And over these years of the medications and this trauma and lack of healing and support, the soul was sucked out of me. And then I would experience anger or irritation or sadness or numb all at the same time. It was a very, it's a really weird concept to explain. And so in college, when I was on all of these medications, you know, I partied hard, you know, you're, you're in college, you drink, right. And I'm not going to say I didn't maybe use alcohol to avoid maybe the, some of the pains I was experiencing inside, but then I would black out every weekend because of the pills. And then I would feel more disconnected to myself, my body, my soul, my purpose. Oh, it was so, it, it, it just like looking back, I just felt like I felt so numb. Um, getting a little emotional here. Cause like, that's not fair. That poor version of me, like I just empathize so much with her. Cause I remember how bad she was hurting on the inside, hurting of confusion, hurting of pain, hurting of what am I like? What is life? Why do I feel this way? Why am I not normal? Why am I on all these fucking medications and all of my friends and roommates aren't on any like, and, and it's just because of just lack of education, lack of support, 
lack of guidance and, and, oh, it just makes me sad. And I know obviously it's driven me to do what I am doing now, but you know, if you know my story and I have a few episodes, if you want to scroll back, I think it's like episodes like six and 13, possibly, um, 33. And there's a few other ones of my story if you want to go deeper into it. But you know, I, I, I fell into societal projections and pressures and expectations to be and act a certain way. So I took these medications to behave, to be focused, to learn. And it's why I went to college. It's why I went and got a degree. It's why I worked in corporate and it wasn't me. And so I remember vividly one of the times I was on, you know, a new, I think it was a depression medication because my psychiatrist, my doctor at the time who was prescribing it would like to, I guess when I'm looking back, experiment i was definitely the guinea pig i'm like oh this new medication came out give it a try and i remember i was on a trip in south america visiting my family and every time i took this pill i would get like sick like gagging like nauseous and my dad was like enough like enough with these pills and so then i got off depression medication i think that was my junior year but then i was still on adderall and anxiety and birth control and so it was a lot. It's a lot on your body. And I just remember at one point just being like, I'm done with these pills. I, I want to finish college, but I'm like so over this. It was, I think there was like a series of events that really opened my eyes to these pills. I remember, you know, I would give some of my Adderall to my friends when they wanted to study. And I've had people say verbatim, like, your Adderall is so good. Your Adderall is better and stronger than the cocaine I had last weekend. I I remember when one of my guy friends told me that and I literally was like, I take this every single day to be quote unquote normal. And you're telling me this is better than cocaine that you've consumed. A drug, a hardcore illegal drug. And that's when things started like beginning to be like, why am I taking this? Is this really happy, like healthy for me? And me being like, I don't want to be on this. Because at the end of the day, you guys, like Adderall, Vyvanse, all of these things, they are drugs. They are man-made drugs. Adderall has methamphetamine in it. It is a form of meth. And I don't believe it's okay. And I don't think it's safe. I don't care how many studies are in. Like, I don't think it. It's altering our brain chemistry. It's making us become versions of ourselves that we are not. Why can we not just embrace these qualities of ADHD, of multi-passionate and, and high energy instead of making us feel like we're not normal and we're just numbed out and medic medicated, right? Like a lot of entrepreneurs are people who have experienced things like this, this, like the normal schooling system wasn't their learning style. And that's okay. I'm not saying there's right or wrong, but just accepting that we're all different. And so I remember that like, wow, you're up until four or 5 AM and I'm here taking this every day when I'm on this, like it just started opening my eyes. And I was like, I don't want to be on these pills anymore. I don't want to rely on this for the rest of my life. I don't want to take pills to be quote unquote normal. Cause what the fuck is normal? I was getting like angry and I just think it's sad and I think it's normalized too much instead of embracing what makes us us. So, you know, that was like this teeter totter I've experienced from high school to college of like being on all these pills. And then 2016 came along and that is when I graduated from college degree in engineering and I cut cold turkey on all medications except birth control. 
And it was probably a bad idea. The doctors told me to go slow. And I was like, no, I was so fucking done. And it was a hard few months after that because I was going through withdrawals because Adderall is a drug. It doesn't matter if you're getting it from a drug dealer or a doctor. It's a drug like that. It's a fact. And I was going through withdrawals, like drug withdrawals. And I was angry. I was irritated. I had rage. I had emotions. I probably had suppressed because I also felt numb and didn't know how to deal with it, like surfacing up. I couldn't control my emotions. I was crying and I was also working a job I hated. And, you know, I didn't heal from my past traumas. I was just on medications for years to deal with it. Right. And my poor mother at this time, because I was living at home, I projected so much. I bless her soul because I was one of the worst people you wanted to deal with when I was going through those withdrawals. And so uh, around this time, post-graduation, I was working in corporate, going through withdrawals. I had a visit uh, with my psychiatrist because at this to get these medications, I had to go to a psychiatrist to just talk about how I'm doing, talk about how I'm feeling, like making, she's just making sure like the pills are quote unquote, I guess, healthy or good, whatever. And if not, would change it. And so I think this was like the second or third time I went to her after me cutting, cutting out all the pills. And this was one of the biggest turning points I had where my eyes opened because I was going in talking about my problems like a therapist, right? But at the, at the end of one of my sessions after like, I think it was like the third one, I wasn't on these pills. You guys, what I'm about to say is verbatim what came out of her mouth. She looked at me in the eyes and she's like, okay, Tatiana. So before the session wraps up, like, I just have a question. Do you plan on going back on any of these pills or not? Because that's the only, because I'm only getting paid if you do. <laughs> I literally looked at her and fucking jaw wanted to hit drop the ground. Like what? And that's when my eyes opened. It opened my eyes that she could give two shits about the problems I was just talking about and supporting me. She was just here to prescribe me pills because that's the only way doctors are getting paid. And I'm not here to bash doctors. I'm not here to say they don't have good intentions because I actually genuinely believe most people that go into healthcare, doctors, med school, go in with the good intentions is because they want to help people. I do believe in that. But then I think there comes a certain point after their schooling that they get sucked into this industry where it's all about money. And it made me open my eyes and question every doctor since then. Because then I was like, oh, I wonder why you would always recommend these new doctors, these not doctors, these new pills on the market. It's because she was getting paid more from the pharmaceutical industry because it was a new pill that they wanted tests on. Doctors get paid. They get paid to give out birth control, blood work, certain series of tests. Like they get paid. And I completely ask every time now and and I just I don't I I just was like holy crap there is corruption in this industry. This isn't a healthcare industry. It's a silk care industry. This doctor cares more about me getting back on pills than maybe even referring me to a therapist. She didn't even refer me to a therapist. Literally said, "This is the only way I'm getting paid." So like, if you're not going to go back on, stop coming. This is essentially what she did. It was the last day. I went to her. I walked out of that office, jaw dropped. I, I was shocked. And the reason why I believed so much of this corruption in the pharmaceutical industry was because I was in corporate America 
in the food industry. And I started seeing the corruption in the food industry. And when I say corruption in the food industry, I was being told to make sure you don't tell any of your friends or family about how much sugar we're putting in these in these products as 18-wheeler loads of sugar trucks go to went to our facilities every single day. Or them advertising their food products as fruit for children. Like they're advertising to mothers. This is like your you know, your daily dose of fruit for your kids as they're infusing it with sugar or fake sugar or sitting in meetings with the FDA and they're all coming to an agreement to push back the expiration date on some of the products just so they could sell it and make the money. So like not trying to expose people, but like, it's just the truth. And this was a series of my life where I started seeing truth of companies and the medical system. And like, it was all being driven by money. So I left her office and I called my mom just absolutely in disbelief and really, really angry. Cause I felt like who is actually on my side. And I started going to therapy actually it was counseling. She was a social worker counselor. And I started noticing shifts, but at the same time, like I was still confused with who I was. I was working in a corporate job. I hated and it took a lot of time. And you know, then it led me to my story where in 2017, like I took my health for serious for the first time I was done binge eating and all of the unhealthy cycles. I hired coaches. I took care of my like nutritional health, which then impacted my mental health, right? Like I said, 80% of people who are depressed are hypoglycemic. Yeah. I started taking care of my body, what I was fueling it. And that's when I started learning more about energy manifestation. I was listening to positive podcasts. I was learning about you know, how to reframe my mind. And, and I started speaking and thinking differently to me. And, you know, if you guys know this part of my story, this is the turning point of how I went from a negative victim mindset, negative self-talk, poor me to absolutely taking radical responsibility for my life and changing it and becoming who I am today. And I learned during months of this, that my depression that I had struggled with my, for those last few years came from negative thoughts negative mindset, negative self-talk and the victim mentality, right? Like that was just fueling a depression mindset. And also my poor diet, horrible gut health, eating such bad, like foods, probably massive carbon takes so up, like fluctuating my glucose levels, um, just unhealthy mindset, drinking alcohol, right? That is why I was depressed. And then my anxiety was coming from me focusing and fearful of my future and having no thought, no control of my thoughts and an unregulated nervous system because I was unhealed from my trauma. And I was always in so much fear of like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Because I was so unhappy. <laughs> like, wow, if I went to a therapist earlier, or got support, I could have maybe combated that. And so as I came off my medications and did some therapy, I began to connect back to my true self, my gifts, what made me unique, that it was good to be extroverted and, and high energy and not to be shamed for it. And more importantly, I became more connected to my intuition, which the pills had numbed me from for so long. I became someone I'm not. I became an engineer. I'm not an engineer. Cool. I'm good at math and science, or it comes natu- more natural to me than maybe history and English, but I am not an engineer. It turned on a side of my brain that isn't naturally who I was. I also became a zombie 
a numb zombie hiding my pain from the world. I didn't know who I was. I didn't, I struggled making connections and connecting to myself, my heart, my emotions. And I put a front on, like I was, I had friends, I had roommates. I was dating at this time. And I, well, the people who knew my suffering was like my mom and my boyfriend at the time. And I put on a front, but deep down I wasn't okay. And I have, I can proudly say I haven't been on any medications like that since 2016. And I'm so proud of myself because we literally live in a world where pills are handed out like candy. And I was able to break that stigma and break that. Who knows who I would have been today if I was still on it, to be honest with you. And again, I'm not trying to shade if you're on any type of medication. I think everybody has a different story and a different reasoning, but I also think it's important to take a look on why are you taking it? Are you, are you, you know, if you're struggling with depression on antidepressant medication, but you're constantly having negative self-talk and in an environment that's negative, you know, is it actually you're struggling with the chemical imbalance or it's just what you're fueling your mind and your body with, right? And looking back on my story, and as you hear, like, there, no wonder why our country, the America, has a drug problem, has a mental health problem. It's literally because these pills are being prescribed like it's candy. It's disgusting, you guys. And there's, there could be, I could share so many more like little tidbits of like how they're prescribing it, but you can see it by the numbers. But the beautiful part is, yeah, do I look back and do I feel like some of my teens and college years were robbed of me because I was numbed out on medication, studying something that I wasn't aligned and purposeful? Yes, I do. And I also wouldn't be who I am today and where I'm at today if I didn't go through that. And if this wasn't a part of my story. Because because of that, one, I speak pretty boldly around my views and opinions on medications. I have supported, I have helped people find natural health remedies instead of going on depression or anxiety medications or Adderall and received so much thanks after it. I've talked to parents who were on the verge of putting their kids on Adderall at ages of eight, found different ways, found doctors that supported them, found a learning system, you know. So I've helped others, but it's also led me to do what I'm doing now, which is helping women heal from their pasts, heal from their um, trauma, learn how to regulate and process emotion healthy, right? I'm here. I've been here to help you, to teach you how to take control of your mindset, your thoughts, your self-talk that's fueling things like depression or anxiety. I, you know, I'm passionate and I'm here to bring more truth around the awareness of foods and things we surround ourselves with. So you can connect back to you, your truth, who you are, your soul, your intuition, your spirit. And I've been here on a mission ever since to help women discover who they truly are and follow their hearts again and not, not fall to what society expects us to do or any of that. Right? So my story, my past experience has led me and led a fuel and led my purpose and passion to where I'm at now. And you know, not everyone that is lost is on pills, but our society definitely has a problem where people feel disconnected to themselves and their purpose and who they are. And so it is a part of my story and I don't regret anything. I just wish I had more education and more awareness and I wish more people spoke out on this. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping me sharing my story here helps open your eyes to 
maybe the corruption of the industries of the pharmaceutical industry of the food industry maybe it'll have you question why a doctor wants to do a test or to put you on a pill right away instead of dealing with the deeper root cause because that's the thing pills are a band-aid to an open wound gash instead of dealing with the root problem and healing it right and i'm an advocate here to help you go within and heal from your past and take control of your mindset and your emotions and then make a decision on medication. I think medication, Western medication serves a purpose, but I don't think it's, it should be the go-to. And again, these are my own, this is, these are my opinions based on my own experience and talking with so many people, but I truly believe like I, I myself have overcome depression and anxiety naturally. And I've also helped so many other women do the same through this inner work, through this healing work, through connecting back to you and your intuition and finding it. There's also natural holistic ways. You know, think about it. Like, what do you think our ancestors did? They didn't have these pills and they were probably happier than we did now, right? There's natural holistic ways to quiet your mind and take control of your thoughts. There's journaling, meditation, there's breath work, there's therapy, counseling, coaching to deal with your emotions and traumas and wounds of your past. There's ketamine treatments. There's, you know, more studies are coming back out since they did back in the 60s of psilocybin, which is mushrooms, right? And small microdoses and actually how there's a better benefit and a better outcome for those struggling with depression or women with postpartum depression taking those small mushroom capsules than the antidepressant medications. Our society is shifting. I don't think we're talking enough about it. And I hope this story is opening up a door maybe to have more conversation, but Hey, this is my story. And maybe you just needed to hear my story, or maybe you can totally relate. And I'm just here to share my story, my experiences. And you know, maybe you agree, maybe you don't. And that's okay. Maybe you have questions and you honestly, if you do like send me a message on Instagram, like let's have an open conversation about this. You can, my Instagram is Tatiana underscore Kuto, because I think the more we talk about this, the more we're going to able to improve our society for generations to come. But the best thing I could have ever done was got off all medications, Adderall, antidepressant, anti-anxiety, and, and birth control, because it allowed me to connect back to me. It allowed me to connect back to my body, my soul, my intuition. It let me see that I am not normal and I'm okay with that. And I'm not meant to be sitting at a corporate desk and I'm okay with that. And that's no shade to those of you who work in corporate that may be something you fuel at, you, you thrive at, like you bring something to in companies. That's beautiful. I, that's not me though. And instead I've learned how to accept who I am, my gifts, my passions. I've learned how to embrace what makes me, me, my crazy hyper energy, multi-passionate squirrel brain. And it's allowed me to build the business that I have now where I get to do multiple different things, multiple programs, a podcast, coaching, breath work, right? This is a part of me. And instead of me getting numbed out and not embracing all these gifts that I believe God has given me, you know, I, I now am on my purpose and on my life path. And I wouldn't have been here if I didn't go through what I went through and if I didn't get off the medication. And this has driven me to help women do the same, whether it's getting off medication or it's learning how to connect deeper to yourself or heal from your past wounds or traumas or how to learn how to become a master of your mindset and manifest the world of your dreams that your heart's desiring. Like that is my purpose. That is my passion because I've been able to do it and I'm here to show you too. And I'm obsessed with it, but you know that this is my medication journey. I'm open to have a conversation. Maybe if this opened up your eyes, 
and you want to go deeper within yourself, apply for one of my programs. All the links are always in the show notes below. You can check out more information on my websites or just DM me. And if you have questions, we can talk about it. But at the end of the day, I hope this story sheds light to some shifts that I believe need to be made in our world, in our food system, in our medical system and prescribed medication system in our schooling system. And just saying that it's not a one size fits all, not a one size fits all medication, learning style job. And I really hope this encourages you to dive deeper within yourself, understand who you truly are, what your gifts are, what lights you up, because you are here to bring something to this world that nobody else has. And maybe it's the same quote unquote thing as somebody else, but you're going to deliver it in a way that is unique to you. And it doesn't matter if that's, you're a realtor or a nurse, stay at home, mom, a teacher, an entrepreneur, like we all have different unique gifts and passions and qualities. And I believe we need to embrace them more. And my whole prescribed medication journey is what really taught me that to embrace who I am. All right. Well, that's the details around me being on Adderall, depression and anxiety medication, me coming off, me feeling the most happy, healthy, connected I've ever felt in my entire life, healed from my past, connected to my emotions, okay to feel the low vibrational anger, sadness when they come up and processing them. I'm no longer that zombie. I'm no longer that numb, that rage. And it's the best feeling ever. And everybody deserves to feel this connected and this happy in life. Well, I appreciate you all listening to my side of the story. If you valued from this, if you think anybody else should hear this stance, this viewpoint, or just have an open conversation, share it, send it to a friend, share it on Instagram. You can tag me at Tatiana underscore Kuto, and we can have a conversation. And I hope this is a stepping stone to making some shifts in our world for for generations to come. Well, I appreciate you all so much for listening and I will see you in the next one. Continue to shine bright, embrace who you are and have the most radiant day ever. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. Make sure to tag me in any posts that you share. I love and appreciate you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out and radiate your light into the world.